Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Releasing the reins of being extreme obviously speaks to my heart as I feel like it's my crusade in life to let people know that extremes do not work. And thankfully, I found somebody who fits so perfectly in alignment with that, and that is today's guest, Nicole Scheitlin. Nicole is an exercise physiologist, a fitness instructor, a health coach, and the blogger behind Fit Foundations. Nicole's mission is to help women get stronger, but from the inside out, while they're actually creating sustainable, healthy lifestyles. She's encouraging women to give up the extremes of diet and exercise, to quit punishing their bodies, and to actually build habits that are rooted in movement, in nutrition, and mindset. So they actually get this free life that they can truly enjoy. Nicole brings a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of just open and honesty about the struggles that she faced, that she has now triumphed over and is helping other women do exactly the same. I am so excited to say that today's episode is sponsored by the self-love challenge retreat that is coming up Memorial Day weekend. If you're ready for a unique empowering experience with like-minded women, listen to this. Can you imagine yourself at an adult slumber party with self-care, with yoga, with meditation, nature, creative workshops, and just soulful conversations and connecting? It's coming to relax, renew, and really discover how to follow your own happiness. If this is something that you need in your life, and let's be honest, who the heck doesn't? contact Brandy Wilson. She is the creator of the self-love challenge. She has all the information for you and I will have her contact information in the show notes. I am beyond ecstatic to say that I get to be part of this. I will be speaking. I will be teaching. I will be there enjoying every moment of it. And it is exactly what you guys need to do too. Make sure to check the link in the bio and to talk to Brandy for more information. Thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. I am so excited to chat with you today. Thanks, Megan. I'm pumped to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love everybody to, I give you a little introduction, but I don't think anybody tells it best than the person themselves. So why don't you give all the listeners a little insight into who is Nicole? Yeah. Um, Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Nicole Scheitlin. Um, I have a blog called Fit Foundations, and um, that's kind of my whole theme, kind of like your fit and fears. Um, so that's kind of my path. And um, the way I, I got into this, I, um, I grew up with kind of an athletic background, and um, I have always just loved the way the human body works. And um, I kind of grew into that, took that into college, um, took sports into college as well and ended up gaining a bunch of, of weight when I initially like went away from home. So 
I, you know, had left my safe comfort zone environment and went off to college and have, you know, gained all this weight and I was struggling to get back in shape. And this is kind of what all led me to being a coach. So my struggle with that is going, trying different diets and cleanses and getting in the cycle of punishing myself with workouts and um, kind of the whole extreme all or nothing mentality. Um, so I feel like a lot of people can, can kind of relate to that. And it continued for a few years. Um, and even though my background is in exercise science, I feel like I'm not immune and it just proves that nobody's immune to like kind of falling into the, the trap of, you know, diets and quick fixes and, and things like that. So um, fast forward, this is still happening and I am out of college and in my first job and super stressed out. It was not my ideal of a career. Um, I was like cleaning bathrooms and it was still like, like a fitness related job, but it was definitely not what I had pictured for myself. And um, I was definitely stressed because I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I feel like I identify with kind of a more high, high achiever mentality, more like type A sometimes. Um, and so I put like a lot of internal pressure on myself. So at the time I was pushing it in the gym as well as at work. I was, you know, trying to people please everybody. And I was at the point where I still thought like if I skipped a workout or if I ate a bad food, then it would totally derail me. So this kind of took me to my, my moment where um, like I was in the bathroom and I was realizing that like my hair was falling out and my hair was thinning. And this was from all the stress. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening to me? Like it was terrible. And so I went to a dermatologist and she had said the condition was from trauma. And I hadn't gone through like anything that I had thought was dramatic or traumatic. Um, I was like, something's not right here. And she's like, well, it can, can be brought on by stress. And I had realized that was kind of my moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like putting a lot of stress on my body. And it was both in the gym because when you're, you're exercising and working out, like you are putting stress on your body. And a lot of times that's good stress, but in my scenario, it, you know, it got a little out of control and, um, you know, I was, you know, working out a ton. I was stressed at work and it was just not, not a good balance. So that's what ultimately forced me to kind of like take a step back and slow down a little bit, um, get in more self-care, change up my workouts so that I wasn't like doing hit and cardio every single day. Um, and just kind of like started releasing the rain. So that's kind of my story with, with fitness. And now I'm in this whole coaching world online. So that is my story. We have, so, I mean, the, most of your story is like, is she telling my whole life journey? <laughs> like it runs so parallel to one another. And I think there's something very poignant in that and saying that so many women face that. And sometimes we don't think that we think we're these only crazy ones that are going through this and it's just not the case. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of drew me to you and your podcast even because you even say yourself like you are all about like 
helping people or helping women like release the reins from the extremes that you know we kind of beat ourselves up and like try to go for this ideal um, situation like we see a friend doing a diet and it's maybe working for her or you know doing some intense like fitness routine and maybe that's working for somebody else but ultimately it, it comes back to to us and and what works for us um, individually so I love that that you also are, you know, on the same page that the extremes are just, you know, you can't live that way. And mm-hmm. I think a quote that, that I love and always pops up for me is like, why rush something that you want to last forever? Like why push, push yourself like through immense stress when, you know, what's, what's the end goal, right? I love the looking at that big picture. And I think, for so often we lose sight of that. Uh, I mean, I did for many, many years and I still do, but thinking about long-term, like what, what is this really getting me? Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's crazy. Like we can put so much internal pressure on ourselves to like, even looking at, you know, some people on Instagram, or we might see, you know, celebrities, and they're doing this thing, and they have this body, and uh, the media kind of like paints this picture of what we should, you know, place ourselves in, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in in these bodies that, you know, it paints these, these ideals for us. And we ultimately think that that is what we should aim for, and that we need to do everything humanly possible to get there. And I think that's kind of what caught me up is, you know, even like being in the health and fitness world, it's like, oh, you know, like these other, you know, health and fitness professionals may like have a better body or, you know, like everybody goes through that like pressure um, of wanting to, you know, paint the picture of the ideal that the media paints for us, but that's really not necessary. So. Mm -hmm. You have your degree in exercise physiology, and I do as well. Again, we have very, very parallel stories here. Um, Did you feel like a fraud when you were really struggling or when you were envying somebody else's body or you didn't look the way that somebody else did, especially having that degree, like having that knowledge and still not being able to kind of maneuver your way through that oh my gosh yes I love that question because that brings up like so many memories um for me yeah it was like when I was in the phase where I was trying to eat perfectly clean and thinking like that was my way to like achieving like the dream body or you know um something like that I would get get these intense cravings which most people do when they're highly restrictive with their diet and their their eating um so I wasn't really satisfying myself and I would have these moments and I don't know if I'd call it binge eating but it was like I'd get these intense cravings and eat like a ton of bad food and um felt like I had like zero willpower and so yeah that situation brought me to a point where I was like wow like I'm teaching like my clients to eat healthier And I'm not able to really, like, I don't feel in control myself either. And so, and and even if, like, I had a busy day or a busy week and I skipped a workout because I literally had zero time, like, I felt kind of guilty about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I shouldn't skip a workout. Like, I don't expect that from my clients. 
Um, but why am I, you know, why am I allowing myself to do that? So yeah, I definitely think it can bring up feeling feelings of being a fraud or being an imposter when like essentially you're not walking the walk quote unquote all of the time but that's something like I had to learn and maybe you had to learn as well that like we don't need to be that tough on ourselves all the time and you said it perfectly it's I would never recommend to any of my clients or anybody that I work with to do the things that I was doing at that time. Like I would never tell somebody to restrict their food in that way. I would never tell them to work out hours, seven days a week, but yet I still felt that I needed to do that. So I appeared a certain way or I looked a certain way or felt a certain way in that space. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, we can, it's again, it comes back to that, like, internal pressure and like where is that coming from in our mind like a lot of times it comes from the people around us or the environment around us that kind of shapes the way that we react and respond to things and yeah it's it's definitely not something I would ever recommend to my clients and having gone through that it's like okay I can see how like a lot of my mindset was really holding me back from from really feeling more in balance and more in control and not balances in, you know, always perfectly balanced. Cause we all know that that's, you know, not a real thing, but you know, just ultimately feeling like more in control of my choices. One thing that I talk a lot about is when I was really struggling that it had a lot to do with control. And at that point in time, I thought that I was in the most control possible because I controlled everything that I ate. I controlled every way I moved my body. But in reality, all of this disordered behaviors and patterns were truly controlling me. I was so out of control at that point in time when I I was thinking I was on top of everything. And it was the exact opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true. And it's funny. I mean, yeah, when you come out the other side, like hindsight is always twenty twenty. But when you're in the thick of it, and I think that's why coaches are so valuable because we can kind of pick that out and help them help a help a client through it ultimately. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to see when you're in it that these behaviors may not necessarily be for you, even if you know a diet says that you you know that you need to count everything that you eat or weigh everything that you eat or like just not not eat anything bad quote unquote bad um there's really no no bad foods but um yeah I I definitely agree with you there that like we can we can feel like we're in control sometimes and and that kind of gives us comfort Mm -hmm. yeah There is something that diet culture really tricks us into believing and ingrains us into believing that that's the way that we need to live. And even you being skilled in this area, when your hair started to fall out, your immediate thought wasn't, oh, I bet that my body is not nourished enough, or I bet that I'm under a lot of stress. I'm going to go to a dermatologist. And I did the very same thing. Um, I was having all these symptoms and lost my period and all of these pieces. But honestly, I was so warped by diet culture at that time. It wasn't Megan, like 
this is because you're not eating enough and you're working out too hard. It was, there has to be something else wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, I might, I must just have like a skin condition. Mm-hmm. But ultimately it comes from the inside out, like what you're feeding your body, how you're treating your body, how, you know, you're recovering, like recovery is huge. And for me, I didn't get it at the time. I was like, okay, what can I do more of? It was always like more, 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 you know, you must need to work out more. You must need to eat less, you know, things like that to achieve this ideal that I had in my mind. Um, But you're right. Like diet culture does warp you and, you know, you don't see it. Like you don't, you know, represent with what it really is. Um, you, You always think there's something else wrong. So I agree with you there. How did you begin to move yourself out of that space to the space that you're in now, Nicole? Yeah, it's, that's a really good question. I feel like the universe and I don't like to get like too woo woo but oh we love woo woo here (laughs) we really love woo woo here so you go as head into it as you want to (laughs) and I guess this might not be super woo woo but I feel like everything does kind of like work out for a reason or in the right timing but at the time um I I had lost that job like I got actually no sorry reverse I had left that job for another job and because it was ultimately like that's the point I was like stressed out I had a wall I wasn't feeling successful so I went to this new job and I got laid off one month later (laughs) and I was like what is happening so this was like okay like I need to like slow down and figure out what I'm doing right now I need to figure out like what my mission is like what what I'm here for what I want to do And I started getting into um, personal development a little bit more. So I started getting into reading personal development books. I joined, and this is crazy, I joined an MLM, like a fitness MLM, um, which is just a multi, yeah, a network marketing company. And that didn't last very long. Like That wasn't my thing. But what it did bring to me was the personal development aspect of it. And I started to get this passion in me to um, start my own business, my own career. Um, And the personal development actually helped me more um, become a better leader because I was reading these leadership books, but it helped me kind of be a better leader of myself in a sense of like taking care of myself a little bit more, especially on the mental side of things. so starting to get more into those books and I started to just kind of like binge read different books because I didn't have a job at the time. So <laughs> I was like just applying for jobs and like reading books and fueling my mind and just ultimately like slowly but surely releasing the reins and realizing that it's okay not to be at 100% all the time. Like you can't, like you just can't operate like that all of the time. So um ultimately just releasing the reins and eventually I started to incorporate meditation a little bit more I found um, a really great app called Headspace and it's my jam yeah Mm -hmm. I love it and now I have like several meditation apps because I just I love it and it's not something I do enough but that also helped um, 
to just clear my mind because I feel like there's always just so much going on in, in our mind, especially with busy lives. And um, it's easy to just like get caught up and yeah. So I would say meditation, personal development books, and just like releasing some of that supposed control that I felt like I had. And like, if I, you know, skipped a workout, I tried not to beat myself up over it. And I started to realize like that the world isn't going to end if I skip a workout. Like there's such a bigger picture. I totally agree with the universe gives us these things when we need them in our life. Like you could have been in a space where, and I'm sure you were that getting laid off of that job was awful and it was terrible and it was not the plan, but it opened up a space for you to go down a path that is so much better suited for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, it's so important to see that lesson in everything because at the time I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And you know, your first reaction, your, your gut instinct is to always like, you know, kind of fault yourself for it. Like, what could I have done better? But you know, there's just nothing I could have really controlled in that situation. So um, yeah, I think it's, definitely an important thing to to discover you say in one of your big platforms is you really want to help women to build these habits that are rooted in movement in nutrition and in mindset what are some of those habits and how do you go about doing that yeah absolutely um I think that and that's kind of what the whole meaning behind my mission, my blog, everything, the fit foundations is that it all starts from the ground up. So um, I believe that incorporates fitness or just exercise movement, moving your body, um, nutrition, fueling your body with, with good foods, and also just mindset and, and realizing that we have, you know, we have the power of, of choice at all times. And um, to just be more kind to ourselves. So some of the habits that, that I love to, to help clients with, you know, I can start with fitness, um, is just finding what works for their life. And it's, that is so important to me is because I don't want any, any client or anybody out there that's even listening to feel like they need to do something that somebody else is doing. So just starting to move your body um, in a way that feels good to you. Um, And it doesn't have to be, you know, exactly to the book of what somebody, somebody else says, or what, what a friend might be doing that's working for them. It's like, what, what feels good to you? Like, what would make you happy? And what would be sustainable for you? So building that up and figuring out, you know, how can we fit this into your life in a way that's not a burden to it? But supports it and that that goes along with overcoming time barriers that goes along with um just digging into motivation a little bit more and their why and I guess that's kind of more along the mindset piece but that can keep you moving as well and just uncovering like why do I want this what's what's the what's the goal like what do I want this to bring to my life so um that's what I love to to work with my clients on and with the nutrition piece as well it's you know it's for me, it's all about fueling your body with wholesome foods and foods that make you feel good. So transitioning away from feeding your body just to 
just to fuel it and to try to eat perfectly, but moving away from that and moving into like, what's going to make me feel good and starting to recognize the foods that don't make you feel so good and that don't support you and where you're going and that don't support your life, but also making it fit into your life. So I, I talk a lot about meal planning with my clients and how to organize properly so that it can actually save them time. And they're not like getting stressed out in the kitchen or feeling like they need to cook every single thing or spend hours, you know, or tons of money on healthy eating. So I really try to just make it as simple as possible so that it can fit into their lives. Cause that's ultimately the only thing that's going to be sustainable long-term. Um, anytime I've ever tried to diet or tried to go extreme with my workouts, it's never lasted more than like a couple weeks at a time because you get burnt out and then you don't love it anymore. So I really want to and try to empower my clients to find something that works for their life and fit it in so that it can support you and not be a burden to you. Well, there's the difference between that approach, the sustainability and finding a way to move your body that you enjoy and a way to eat in a way that satisfies and works for you. That is a lifestyle. That is a healthy lifestyle. That is not a diet. That is not a 12 week exercise boot camp program. There is the difference. There are long-term and sustainable results. And the other end is extremes that do, do not work long-term. Yeah, 100%. And I think you and I both have already agreed that like, we've been through the extremes, and we know that they don't work. And sometimes we need to find out the hard way in order to have that story and to be able to share that message. Um, so I love that we have that in common and that we can can ultimately help people and and guide them really out of it into a lifestyle change because I really like with my clients I don't want them to have to keep going to like more trainers or anything like that like I want this to be like it like you go through 12 weeks with with me and you get through the program and we find what works for your life so that you can build these habits and take them with you long term and habits are essentially sometimes boring compared to like other programs that might promise like, oh, lose, you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days or something like that. Um, so those are the taglines. Watch out for sometimes with those high promises um, and always just come back to, can I do this forever? Like, that's the question I always love to ask my clients. Like, you know, I like to reflect it back on them. Like, could you do that forever? Like if they have a question about something, you know, is that, something that feels good to you. You, you, you know, just kind of reflecting it back to them. And I think that's so powerful for um, people to ask themselves when they, you know, come to a transition point or when they, you know, are thinking about changing up their, their something in their health, whether it's their movement or what they're, what they're eating. Um, can you do this forever? So that's my, that's my tip. I like that approach sense of looking at things in that broad spectrum versus that little micro spectrum looking at things like you said coming back full circle to what you said in the beginning am I looking at things long term for the long haul or am I focusing on 
what's the here now? Do I want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days and feel great, but then mess up my metabolism, mess up my relationship with food, my body, blah, blah, blah. Or do I want to take things slow and really master living that sustainable lifestyle? Yes, that is so key. That is so key. And yeah, having been through it, it's, you know, it's a lot easier to talk about like the healthy relationship with food, but it's so much more empowering to know that like, I am totally comfortable with like eating chips, you know, whereas like, back in the day, I would have probably labeled that as a bad food or like felt guilty or felt like a bad person. And that all kind of comes back to the mindset piece of if you're feeling guilty or you're feeling shameful or if you're feeling like you can't go to like a birthday party and have a piece of cake because you will derail your diet, then that's probably a warning sign that this might not be serving you and serving your life. And touch on a little bit for me, what the difference between being good, not necessarily good foods and bad foods. Cause again, I believe I'm the same way. There is not one food that is good and there is not one food that is bad, but there are foods that satisfy you and foods that don't. What is, what does that mean to you? Like you said, like I can have chips because right now that's giving me something positive. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like we st- we need to identify like what our non-negotiables are in a sense. Like if you're a person that really loves pizza, like there's no way you need to give that up. You know, you don't really need to give anything up per se. Um, like we said, there's not really any good foods or bad foods, but um we have to choose the foods that fuel us and make us feel good. So that would go in in the category of, you know, let's try to eat that 80 to 90% of the time because these, these fuel you, they make you feel good. They, um, so things that are pretty like nutrient dense. So I always try to stick to, you know, things that, um, feel really good that are, you know, complex carbohydrates, proteins, fats. And I love to combine those three as well, because they ultimately bring so much satisfaction. And I know there are like so many diets that, you know, are either low fat or low carb or something like that. But I say bring it all on because um, those, those foods satisfy me. And um, I don't think that there's really any point in restricting any of those just for the sake of an end result because you learned and most of us have learned at one point in time that the longer we restrict those things the more that is kind of a red flag screaming at you wanting you just think about it and want it more and you do end up then in eating way more of it than you ever intended to just because your body has been deprived of that feeling for so long Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That was, that was so me when I was going through it. It's just, yeah, I just wanted everything Mm -hmm. in sight really. I mean, is the more I would restrict chocolate or even like peanut butter or pizza or, or whatever, you know, my friends would have it, but I wouldn't. And that was, not a good a not a good way to go through life (laughs) um and it just it wasn't satisfying so then I would want to go behind closed doors and like just eat things like that which was not 
um, a very good solution. That's where food takes on a good and bad, where we somehow create that shameful thing where, yeah, I would be eating secretively out of a jar of peanut butter like crazy, and then I would feel embarrassed and ashamed and guilty and awful. But I was creating all of that because I wouldn't allow myself to have it in a regular, normal fashion. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, Nicole, what does your coaching program look like? What does it entail? And where can people find you to dig into that more? Yeah. I So, my coaching program is 12 weeks. And right now, I work with clients one-on-one. And it's all online-based. So, um, what we do is we cover all of those three things that I believe makes up kind of your foundational habits. So fitness, um, nutrition, and mindset. And with the fitness piece, we work on, I I create workouts custom for you based on your lifestyle um, and your interests and your goals. So we ultimately kind of work together on a plan that feels and fits right so that you really can't fail. So I would never, if somebody is, you know, a busy mom and, you know, has very little time, I'm not going to give her six workouts a week, you know, so it's very customized to that, their lifestyle and their interests and, and needs. Um, And then nutritional wise, we, we have a weekly call every week, and we discuss just different nutritional topics. So um, I'm not a registered dietitian. So disclaimer there, I don't, don't do meal plans. And I actually don't believe that they're really necessary all the time um, because they can feel really restrictive. So we focus on fueling with with things that make them feel good and identifying what that looks like. And also um, a lot of a big piece is organization and planning and um, really fitting healthy eating into the lifestyle, but also um, allowing space for space and flexibility for the foods that my clients truly love. So we work on, and that's part of the mindset piece as well, is just learning that, you know, guilt and shame doesn't really serve a place. And we ultimately have to find a way to make this fit long term. So we work through different things from a, on a week to week basis. Um, so yeah, that's my coaching program. And I am, my website is fit-foundations.com and then I'm also on Instagram as fit.foundations so that's where you can find me and I'd love to chat more about that if you feel like you resonated with our conversation today. I love how you're setting people up to be successful in so many areas and that you're really approaching health in the way that we need to. It's not just working out, it's not just nutrition, it's not just mindset, but it's com- combining the three in a an appropriate way for each individual to meet their goals and to achieve whatever they're setting out to achieve. Yeah, for sure. I I don't really believe that we can be truly healthy from the inside out without all three of those areas. Oh. You know, I, I really want to make my clients feel stronger. And that means mentally, that means physically, that means from the inside out. So um, I believe that all of that has a place. And without one of the, one of the wheels, so to speak, you know, we won't really stay on, stay on the right path. 
forever. 100%. I love to get to know you just a little tiny bit better with some rapid fire questions. They never really turn out to be that rapid fire. So don't feel like pressure if we talk about it more. (laughs) But I'll have to get a new name because they're not rapid fire at all. Just questions, maybe. Anyway. Okay. What (laughs) is your favorite way to unplug? I'm going to be really slow at this. That's okay. I thought they don't have to be rapid fire. I'm renaming it. Oh, my gosh. This is so hard because I... uh... I love audiobooks and that's not unplugging. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sure that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of plugged in, that's, but no, we'll say you can unplug however you want. Sure. Let's say audiobooks. I I'm, I love me some audible. Cool. What's your favorite book? Oh. Uh, I love Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Ooh, I haven't read that one, so that's added to my list now. See, this is why I ask you guys all these questions, all my guests. I'm like, what do you guys like so I don't have to think hard and I can just uh-huh. get a list of all the things that I need in my life? Yes, referral. That's right. <laughs> what is one thing about you that nobody would ever guess? That... Oh gosh, this is really tough. You put me on the spot. That's girl. okay. Um, hmm. One thing about me that somebody would never guess. <laughs> that. Oh gosh, you're really getting me. With you this can one. just say that I like Audible, and that's how I unplug. You can go back to the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like a food that's like so random that people wouldn't guess that I love, but I guess I'm not that inv- adventurous. I-, I love chips. How that's a, that? that's I- perfect. <laughs> the exercise instructor and health coach who loves chips. Go for it. Yes. What kind of chip is it. the best? Salt and vinegar oh. or just regular kettle chips? Ah, classic ones. My, this is totally, see, these are never rapid fire. Growing up, Mm -hmm. um, my dad hated like any flavored chips. So we only, only had plain potato chips. And so I think I was like 12 when I was like Doritos. Like there is a, there is a chip with like flavor to it. That is not a plain potato. What? Like my mind was blown. (laughs) That's amazing though to have them like from scratch like that, that was all I ever knew I was like what is happening here you're like this is the, yeah, yeah the whole world out here um <laughs> what do you consider your super weapon super weapon I don't hmm. I would say relatability mm-hmm. um I guess when it comes to like relating with clients and like having the ability to relate to where they're at from a like point of view that I've been there and um just being able to to relate to the feelings and being able to to ultimately listen to people and and get where they're at you proved that very poignantly because I related exactly to your story and I felt very at ease with you immediately oh great (laughs) and the last question that everybody always has to answer is what does being fierce mean to you 
to me, being fierce means that ultimately we have the power of choice, that we're in control of our of our lives, um, whether that means in our fitness and nutritional choices, whether that is in our personal obligations, you know, setting boundaries, you know, ultimately like from the inside out, like having that, um, having that control of our lives and the ability to say yes and no to what we want and what we don't want. I think that's fierce. That is a wonderful explanation of fierce to me. I love that question. Nicole, this has been a pleasure. I am so excited for everybody to hear the amazing message that you're spreading to go and check out your Instagram, see your amazing posts that are, again, very relatable. See your great workouts that you post on there and check out what you have for coaching because I think more women need to hear about health as a sustainable lifestyle and not a quick fix. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. And I love that, you know, you and I have a very similar story as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fears podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.